This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. The Holy Grail this week, at least for harness racing, is the Shepparton Cup. And we're joined by a past winner of the Shepparton Cup, Peter Rickson. Firstly, Peter, mate, uh, how are you and uh, whereabouts are you today? Yeah, I'm fine. And um, I'm in Camden. Yeah, just um, near Menangle, really. Yeah. yeah, just a bit south of Menangle, I suppose. Yeah. Easy way to say in harness racing terms, mate. Yep. We might go back a little bit. You've trained 528 uh, winners and uh, been involved in a lot more than that, of course. Um, just give us a bit of a background how and why you got into harness racing originally. Uh, yeah, I was born into it. Um, my dad, my well, my mum's family had um, had had paces, and then my dad did, and and um, yeah, I grew up on a on a stud. Uh, dad always. Stood, you know, one or two stallions and bred a bred a lot of horses and um and uh, yeah, grew up in Bega on the south coast. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, my school holidays were breaking in yearlings and uh, helping dad break in yearlings and and um, yeah, he always had young horses and um, didn't race too many. Um, but yeah, had young horses and used to get them going and sell them and um, yeah, that was that was where it started. Yes, sort of come of age, I suppose, through the 90s with a few good horses. Count Tash, uh, Beginner, Johan Koss, uh, not all in your name. There was a Cindy Rickson uh, training them sometimes and driving them, and you were training and driving them as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, not real sure exactly what year Cindy and I got together. but um, Yeah, we had had a – about 30 years ago anyway. So we had a – we had a, a good steam of, um, you know, Friday night horses as it was then. The first really good horse I had was a horse called Laneway. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, that was about the time when um, when and Cindy and I got together as well. And then, um, yeah, he was he was, he was was good. He sort of went in Victorian Derby, New South Wales Derby and Queensland Derby. Yeah, he was the first one that sort of got us travelling around a little bit. And, um, yeah, and then... We went from there. Yeah, you went from there. And, you know, as I said, yeah, you were getting good horses and good well, Friday night horses at Wynn and Harold Park. But one came along, Divisive, who was clearly head and shoulders above. Was he always, like you just said, you're breaking horses in at Young. Did you did you break him in? And did, you just, did you just know breaking him in he was a bit different? Um. Yeah, I did. we we did break him in, and um, and and he was always a really nice horse. Um, he's a beautiful looking horse, you know, and um, and uh, and he was a great going horse. Um, but he was always a really bad track worker, so he he was never one to, yeah, okay. you know, you'd work him and think, geez, how how good how good are you going? But um, yeah, it probably wasn't until we got him to the races, and then you know it, he just kept kept going from there. Yeah, that did he really. Just, just kept improving. Yeah, he 
he ran second at his first three starts in yeah. just country New South Wales races. And yeah. Protocory of Philly beat him in one of those. And she beat him in his first start as a three-year-old as well, which is a little yeah. bit, put a bit of a coincidence. She beat him. Yeah, a couple of times. She was pretty good, though. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She, was a, she was a good filly. And that was probably the first time I thought I had a good horse was that when she beat him as a two-year-old. He led and he was just so, um, I don't know, he wouldn't go. He was just waiting. And, and then... Um, and then she pulled out and went straight past him, but he actually went with her. And um, yeah, yeah. And even though she beat him, they sort of went twenty-seven-five their last quarter around Penrith, which back then was. Um, and that's when I first thought, geez, if this horse switches on, he's um, he's really good. And and from I think he from there on, that was sort of one of the last times he got beat for a fair while that night. Protocory beat him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he sort of was. He did get beat once more as a two-year-old, but basically in his next. Oh, what's that? His next 18 starts here, and he got beaten once, and that was in uh, in at Harold Park in a two-year-old race. He went through, and he, he won uh, the Breeders' Crown at Cranbourne. Must bring back great memories coming down to Cranbourne and winning a Breeders' Crown when we used to go sort of country track to country track. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was great. And uh, it, you sort of, um, you know, you'd come down not knowing if he was going to measure up. Um, he was doing a good job up here, and then, um, back then there was a lot of New Zealanders and, you know, and you sort of wonder if he was going to be good enough. And then he won the semi-final and then he won the, uh, yeah, he won the final. It was a great day. Yeah. Won the semi-final at $12.20 and the final at six ninety. Were you, were, were, <laughs> were you confident at all or were they, you know, look, yeah. looking back, it looks yeah. extremely well, good value. Yeah. I suppose it was basically cause I was pretty unknown too. And then, um, yeah. and then he was, um, yeah, he. I actually thought he'd win the final once he got through the semi-final, and I um I remember thinking because I got in behind the leader who was the favourite as well, and I remember you know hitting the first corner of that race and thinking, well, I'm going to win, you know, because the favourite because uh, of sprint lane, and yeah, and I just kept saying to myself, just don't hit a wheel, and and you'll win, and um and yeah, and he did win easy too. Yeah. So there was that that going back to Protocory. It, it, that was that learning to race, I suppose. So once you were behind the leader, he, he knew he'd learn how to sprint and how to chase a horse earlier yeah. and he had a fight or a desire to win or something. Yeah, he, he was um Yeah, he was he was he was the same his whole life in track work. Anything would push pull out and run past him, you know. <laughs> um and and um so I used to pretty well exclusively just work him on his own because they had nothing to beat him. And um, every now and then we'd work something in front of him if we wanted to um, give him a hit out. But um, yeah, he was a funny horse. I've never really had anything quite like him. He um, he he just would just go about his business and um, and and you know wouldn't do anything exciting. And then yeah, you know, race day he just he could just do amazing things. Yeah. Was he different in his demeanour on race day? Did he did he lighten up in the stalls and was he fractious when at home he was calm and cool or the opposite or Yeah. Yeah, he could get a bit excited but um he just knew when it was when it was on and um he, he, he used to just you know, he'd never tighten the rein and track work like, you know, you're always just tapping him along trying to get him to go and then and then yeah, in the races, um especially when he was fit, you know, if he was if he was you know, first up, he might be a bit um, sluggish, you know, when he wasn't yeah. quite sharp. But once he'd had a run or two, he was, you know, just really sharp and, and yeah, great horse to drive. You know, he, he um, yeah, he could sort of overcome most things. 
it, it must have been a four-year-old that Protocori beat him again because as a three-year-old, he won mm-hmm. his first 10, uh, including a Vic Derby, Australian Derby, New South Wales Derby, and he, he just he was just unbeatable <laughs> at yeah. that stage. Yeah, no, he had a great season as a three-year-old, and um, and I spelled him actually after the New South Wales Derby and and yeah. brought him back for the Breeders' Crown, and um, and yeah, probably you know looking back, it's always easy to, but yeah, probably you never come back quite as he's a bit sour after sort of not having a long spell, and and he was um, but in saying that, he um, he went really good in the semi-final of the Breeders' Crown and was. I think he was a dollar ten in the in the final, and yeah, just had one of his um, one of his few off days. He just uh, yeah, he was just never felt good that whole race, you know. Yeah, okay. He he led. Tip your hat. Sat behind him from memory, and and just out sprinted him up the straight. Yeah, yeah, and um, he he, yeah, that was probably. Oh, I just had this thing where I wanted to be unbeaten as a three-year-old and yeah. you know that was that was probably yeah. only something I'd put on myself and um and yeah I was just disappointed I didn't have him oh. right for that day but you know in saying that he you know he didn't go terrible but he just wasn't as sharp as he had been. I was about to ask is, is that the race that you really wish you had a one of all of them because you would have had that unbeaten record as a three-year-old I mean three derbies yeah. We don't see horses. Four, there was four derbies. He won the Tasmanian derby as well. Oh, was that in yeah, there? Right. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's right. And, and and you know, things have changed a little bit now back then, but I I probably should have just kept poking around and went to Queensland for the derby maybe. And huh. But, you know, I, I was always looking after him and oh, yeah. thinking I was doing the right thing. He, he could have broken down going to Queensland and then you'd be regretting not giving him a spell. So you just don't know, do you? Yeah. No, 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 no. That was that was probably one of the few days where I was more disappointed with myself that you know um, that he wasn't at his best for that you know for that race. Well, we'll say those few weeks off allowed him to come back as a four-year-old, and he he had a pretty stunning four-year-old real year. Really, he had the ten starts at two, eleven at three, and then ten at four as well. And you you went to New Zealand and. I think now looking back to go to New Zealand and take on a horse as good as Monkey King, we all know was a pretty brave thing to do. But at the time, Monkey King certainly hadn't won two New Zealand Cups, two New Zealand free for and a Miracle Mile. So you could have gone there and just clean swept it. But I did notice yeah. he, he won the Taylor Mile in second to Monkey King twice. And I noticed that you beat Monkey King when you had the better draw, and the other two, he had the better draw on you, and he beat you both times. So there can't have been much between them. Nah. Well, Monkey King, like you said, he probably wasn't um, what he ended up being, and he he was in the he was in the Victorian Derby and the New South Wales Derby, and you yeah. know, and um, so we'd raced him a bit, but he, um, yeah, no, nah, he he went unbelievable in New Zealand, and um, the day in um, Ashburton when he, in the jewels, I think it was the first ever jewels that I went to. And, um, well, the, the first one they ever had, I think. And, um, and we drew the inside of the back row and probably the only draw we didn't want in a, oh, I'm going to say it was a 14 horse field. It was a big field anyway. And, yeah, um, yeah. and, and he, he missed away. He gave him about 50 start. So, and still run second, you know, that was, Probably one of his best runs ever. Yeah. Yeah, fair thing. I didn't know he missed away. I uh, yeah, that that bit didn't yeah. come up in the records. 
Yeah, no, he um he he just canned it off and and um give him like fifty and then ended up catching up and going around and yeah, it was amazing run and and um and yeah, probably probably another one that sort of got away, but you know, it was just the draw and and he just um for some strange reason just, just missed away that day. Yeah, fair enough. So it was still must have been an amazing trip. Were you did did you go with Cindy or were you there in New Zealand by yourself or did you have the the no. kids with you or what was the Yeah. Uh, probably looking back, I wish we would have just packed up, but we always had horses here and stuff yeah. and, and kids at kids at school too, but uh, I went for the first um, few weeks and um, raced him in the North Island, and then um, and then I come home for a, a couple of weeks, and Cindy went over and looked after him. Um, uh, he sort of had an easy time. I think there was, you know, going by memory, there was a month or six weeks between the between the uh, messenger and the and the harness jewels, and um, so yeah, she went over for a couple of weeks, and then. Yeah, and then I went back and trialled him and then um, travelled south with him. So, yeah, it was a great experience. Met a lot of great people and um, stayed with Tony Hurley, who, you, uh, you know, I'm still good friends with to this day. And and, yeah. um, and then we went south and, uh, yeah, everyone looked after us really well and seen a lot of those beautiful place. And, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was unreal. It was just a shame that he... He um he probably didn't win another one or two or it didn't matter like he still had a great trip but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, uh five year old first up and I've been wanting to get you on to talk about this horse for some time so I used the Shep Cup as just an angle <laughs> really first yeah. up as a five year old and he did a little bit wrong actually he was hanging in a bit down the home straight which cost him a bit of momentum he was going to win easily otherwise I felt yeah. The, that was a again a strange time because we'd had EI and he hadn't raced since. Oh yeah. You know the August yeah, of yeah. um yeah so he 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 hadn't raced since August of the year before and um we had to go into quarantine to come to Melbourne like because yeah. of the EI and so we spent a week at Harold Park and then another week at Geelong in quarantine and then he'd got out we got a quarantine on the Friday the day before the. Shepherd and Cup, so um, it, was, it was a great effort by the horse because he, you know, he hadn't trialled or raced for a fair while, and um, I'm pretty sure by memory he might have broke the track record that night at at, at um, Shepherd and first never been in a stand and start before, and um, and hadn't trialled or raced and and um, for a while, so yeah, it was a it was a good effort. He just he just hit the front. I was waiting as long as I could that night, and then eventually had a go, and he just rounded him up that quick and um and then just wanted to knock off and hang in a bit. I think there was even a protest. Yeah, did, yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't have been surprised yeah. there was a protest yeah. because he did yeah, withstood protest, there certainly was. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so but it was a good run because, you know, like I said, he hadn't raced for a fair while. Fair, fair training performance when you outline everything you went through. Stand start off ten meters, he's had to run two minutes over twenty six hundred. Off ten meters. Yeah. That's a, back then. That's a fair training performance, Pete. Yeah, it was a really difficult time because yeah. um, we had him in work. He, he, the EI hit the week of the chariot to fire, so he, he was favourite for the chariots on the Friday night, and that's the Friday night before was the night EI sort of come out, and he he won one of the lead ups the Friday night before. Powerface, and yeah. um, 
yeah, and then and then he drew eight in the chariots. Um, they did the draw on the night, and then um, yeah, we never got to go around. And then so we give him a bit of a break because you know when the chariots was cancelled, and then and then we thought we better start working him again, get him ready for the Miracle Mile. And then we soon realised that you know there was going to be no Miracle Mile, so we put him out again. And then um, yeah, they. Um, uh, you just can't think of his name, but someone from Victoria come and seen us about getting him down there for the Sean Kelly in the Dominion. Uh, it wasn't Sean. I know him really well. I just can't think. Um, he was like the anyway. We became quite good friends with him too. I'm sorry, I can't come up with his name, but anyway, he come up to home and um and and seen us and said, you know, if we can organise the Brent Dunshay. Brent, that's it. He Brent was the Dunshay. steward, and 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 anyway, yeah, and they um. They got the quarantine sorted out, and um, so we had a working. We worked him for a while, just hoping that they were going to be able to get everything sorted. Yeah. And then, um, and then, and then, uh, yeah, they did. And then, yeah, so it was good. But you know, we were at Harold Park for a week, so I was able to give him a bit of a hit out there. And then, and then, yeah, but he was also a very natural, athletic sort of horse, you know that. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so he, whilst you didn't really get any indication in his track work of how good he was going, you sort of just had a trust. Yeah, we talked him and, you know. We talked about meeting Monkey King in New Zealand, then in an Inter Dominion final, you bumped into a horse that didn't go too bad, Black's a fake, and ran a great second of Blackie in that Inter Dominion that year, which was just a month or so after that Shepherd and Cup win. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that was no shame in that. Um, no, certainly he, not. No, so yeah, he had a he had a good draw that night, and he'd gone good in the semi final. I think the way they did it that year was semi finals. He drum second to that's right, Lexa Fake again, I think, and um, and yeah, so he drew one in the final and had a good trip. It was um, and just got held up a bit on the corner when um, smoking up was struggling a little bit, and um, but yeah, he got home good and run second, and um. Yeah, that was a really good night again. The Miracle Mile did get run in 2008, and uh, you went there in what was... There were just great fields, you know. Blacks of Fate ran fifth in at a $1.60 favourite. Not sure the mile ever really suited him. Uh, changeover was over from New Zealand. Another Victorian, Mel Park Major, in an amazing race. But uh, you got the victory at $16, so you weren't even given a great chance, and you had a terrible barrier draw. Yeah, yeah, terrible barrier draw, but we ended up getting a bit of luck, and he was really good. Um, he was really good at Harold Park, actually, and um, mm. and and uh, he was really good if you could drive him cold, and and yeah, it just was run to suit him, and he, he'd had a couple of runs um, prior to that. I had a bit of a setback, and I missed Queensland, and he had a couple of runs um, leading into it, and. Yeah, he was always really good once he'd had a couple of runs and and yeah, it was just perfect. Everything was great that day and that night and um you know, just often think about how things fell into place for him, you know, like he it's just his timing and the preparation and you know, uh, he um I, I swear he knew it was a big day. Every time I looked at him on Miracle Mall Day he was laying down resting. And yeah. um yeah, and, and, and yeah, he just he just went really good, yeah. He went you went to WA and 
I'm not sure where this goes because he ran second in the Fremantle Cup off 20 metres and then beaten a short a short half head in the WA Cup and they were his last races. Yeah, so he he went to WA and um, he was unbelievable in the Fremantle Cup. He was pretty slow away in a stand because he'd never done much of it. And, and um, yeah, I, I just can't remember what they were, but I remember someone telling me his sectionals, you know, what to, to one catch the field and then you know, to just go down and then, um, and he, he wasn't, um, not making excuses, but he just didn't sort of, um, get around the last corner real good in the, um, in the WA cup and just hung really bad. And, um, and I pretty well knew then that something wasn't right. You know, when he not probably, you know, he had a good run and, and, um, you know, probably should have won that race and just got beaten. Um, yeah, I remember thinking that night, you know, like, you know, geez, he should have won that, you know, like, um, yeah. And, and he just, yeah, he just had a suspensory problem, which just took a while to actually show through. But um, I come back to Melbourne. Then there was another race in WA that he, he could have waited for that that next week. And I, I, I missed that and come back to Melbourne. And, and that's when I knew that, um, you know, things weren't so great. And we never saw him again. Is he still there, is he? Have you still got him? Yeah. Yeah, he's still he's still around. He um he's very um he looks really good and um he's still really athletic. Like he yeah he runs around and um thinks he owns the place. He's at a mate of mine's place most of the time. He has ten acres and um yeah he lives there most of the time. But we get him home. We got him home last winter because it was a really wet winter and and um give him a shed and a rug and um. No, he's good. He's really good. He still looks um, just as healthy as um, as he did years ago, yeah. Was the name divisive just from his stallion, Live or Die? Oh, I think Cindy named him, but I think it was more because of us arguing over whose horse he was, you know. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I actually, when she first said his name, I said, what? And, um, and but anyway, it turned, as it does with a good horse, it turned out a good name, didn't it? Yes, yeah. certainly did. And off the text, someone said to ask about your galloping horse. Oh, yeah, I was a shares in a, in a galloper that won uh, spring champion stakes. Yeah, going back not long after divorcing, really. Yeah, so um, I had a share in a horse called Dr. Doom, who Guy Walter trained. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, he won the champion stakes of, I'm going to say, 2010 or 11, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's very good. Pete? Mm. Love catching up on Divisive. As I said, I wanted to do this for a long time. He was, he was a bloody little star, the horse, and uh, he's a wonderful story. And they don't come along too often. You've been in the game all your life, and uh, you may never get another one, but uh, you had a great time with a, with a champion. Yeah, I certainly did. But thanks for coming, mate, and I uh, hope to catch up with you sometime soon. Thanks, Toby. There's Peter Rickson.